Howdy, this is On The Left Side, a different type of football podcast. We're not going to get bogged down in first half possession stats here or impress you with flashy graphical graphs because this is the lighter side of football. Are you ready, boy? We are well over the hump of the football season now. 23 games gone and we're really getting a look at who are going to be the runners and riders likely to be in touching distance of silverware come May. Amazingly, despite being written off as relegation fodder by pretty much anyone with half a footballing brain, Leicester City are still up there at the top and you just can't rule them out of a shock league win. Or can you? According to their manager, Claudia Ranieri, despite being in a lofty position, they are not going to be winning anything this year. 15 games to go, top of the league. You, you've got to say you're a contender, haven't you? I don't know if we are a contender in the, at this moment. Nobody can believe it. He says he can't believe it, but sometimes you have to look for the subtle signs, the non-verbal communication. Have a little listen to this and tell me this isn't a man who is really enjoying watching his team win games. Claudio, well done. How pleased were you with that today? Ah. It's not a noise I want to hear an elderly gentleman make. It's the noise of a man opening up a fresh copy of Razzle, not one giving a post-match press conference. Ah. Compare that to our friend Louis van Gaal, a man who I think you could safely say isn't enjoying watching his team play football at the moment. And if he is, he's pretty much the only person who is. But whilst to most people it seems like a battle for fourth place is more likely than a Premier League trophy, that is not the case, according to LVG. He was asked if he thought United were still in with a chance of lifting the trophy. We can do it, because we show every week that that we can do it. Hang on. You show you can do what every week? Make 50,000 people fall asleep, pass the ball sideways, endlessly defy gravity with really quite an impressive quiff. Yes, it could be all those things, but win the Premier League? I'm not sure about that. And that view is one shared by a load of United fans who are getting increasingly angry. Like this guy interviewed by the fan channel Full Time Devils after this weekend's 1-0 loss to Southampton. You either go in the summer or you go tonight in the next hour or the 24 hours. Because we're going to win the league. It's a load of monumental Well, it's nice. He's got a few options. He could leave tonight or he could leave in the summer. But I think that fan's got it all wrong. If LVG is going to walk, he's going to walk out of Manchester United five minutes before the end of the game just like everyone else has been doing. Okay, so it is still technically possible that United could win the league, but it's also technically possible that Sepp Blatter may be a lovely, honest man who was merely siphoning money from the greedy FIFA bigwigs to help disadvantaged kittens find jobs. It's possible, it's just very, very unlikely. The highlight for me from the turmoil at Manchester United is the fantastic story that broke this weekend of rumours concerning Jose Mourinho asking if he can replace Van Hal at Old Trafford. According to reports in The Independent, the special one wrote a six-page letter to club bosses explaining why he was the perfect man for the job. It's wonderful. Usually when you hear of people writing to football clubs to ask for the job, it's a 12-year-old fan citing his experience of taking Burton Albion to the Champions League final in Football Manager. Not one of the best football managers in the world. We're going to have to see how this one develops. Will he get the job? Is he the right man for Old Trafford? And most importantly, 
did he use his best crayons and do really neat joined up writing when he wrote the letter? It's been a big week for Liverpool this week. Some massive signings. Defensive giant Stephen Colker. A rumoured move for ex-England stopper Rob Green. And a win over the mighty Norwich City. Yes, it is looking like Liverpool's year. Oh, I almost forgot. Simon Mignolet has also signed a five-year contract with the Reds. With the big surprise being that he managed to hold on to the pen for long enough to get the contract signed. In fact, there was a bit of a delay in getting his name on the dotted line. He was fine at dotting the I's, but when it came to the T's, he had considerable trouble with the crosses. There are some more interesting signings rumoured at Liverpool, but there is definitely something weird going on. Maybe Steven Gerrard is holding a grudge for not having his contract renewed by Brendan Rodgers and is sitting somewhere in an American hotel room casting black magic spells because the hamstring curse of Klopp struck again this week. Hamstring is the word of the year for me. Not only do Liverpool have a grand total of seven players crooked with hamstring injuries at the moment, but now it's even affecting players who they might sign in the future. No sooner had the club put a £24 million bid in for Ale Texiera this week than he did his hamstring in training. It's spreading. It's not just the Liverpool team that's affected. It's anyone coming into contact with them. Pretty soon, it's going to spread beyond that. Fans travelling to Anfield are going to do their hamstrings. And then their families are going to do their hamstrings. And then it's going to spread to the wider world. It's like a zombie apocalypse. A very slow-moving, limping zombie apocalypse. But it doesn't matter how many players get crooked or how bad the results get because Liverpool fans won't be calling for Klopp to be sacked. Because if this ESPN interview is anything to go by, they don't even know who he is. First of all, what do you make of Jurgen Klopp so far? What's a Jurgen Klopp? Jurgen Klopp, your manager. He's new, isn't he? He's new to us. Brendan Rodgers. Well, we don't like watch the managers, we watch the football. Proper football fans. It's the big one. It's the final week of the transfer window. I can hardly remember a time before once a year I got to sit down on a sofa with a packet of chocolate hobnobs and a bucket of tea and watch the footballing equivalent of Black Friday unfold in front of me as Mark Hughes beats up a 74-year-old granny and punches Sam Allardyce square in the face just to make sure he gets the very last bargained midfield dynamo on sale in Asda. It's a great day for the soap opera of football and blokes like me who don't really have anything better to do. But it does feel like it's got a tad formulaic. Bar the odd giant sex toy being pushed into the ear of a reporter as he desperately tries to make standing outside a training ground with no one coming in or out interesting. It's the same stuff every year. You're going to get Twitter messages saying that Lionel Messi has turned up at someone's local fish and chip shop. You're going to get a giant clock graphic with 14 hours remaining written in big letters across the screen. And you're going to get people shouting, whoa, at reporters every time the live camera cuts to them as they have their own personal little competition with each other as to who owns the most mobile phones. But... 
the best transfer story of the window may have already happened. It concerns Jermaine Pennant signing for Singapore club Tampine Rovers, a move that Jermaine was obviously delighted about. You know, I don't look at it as a lesser league. It's just another chapter in your career. You don't look at it as a lesser league. What do you look at it as then? A horse? A sandwich? A giant paycheck, perhaps? Now, the club chairman has described the move as sexy. And given some of the places that I've heard about in Singapore, if I was Jermaine, I'd be slightly worried at exactly what sexy things I was expected to be doing to earn my massive budget-busting wages. <sighs> but it was Jermaine's first tweet on signing for the club that really stood out. It wasn't about his new teammates. It wasn't about the club's excellent training facilities. It was... No way, Nando's do delivery here. And in that one moment, Jermaine Pennant represented every Brit who has ever gone on holiday, ever. Really getting under the skin of the local culture. Yeah, sure, it was lovely weather, but could we find a cafe that did proper beans and bacon? Could we, L? And finally, a Spanish referee got in trouble this week for asking a female football player out on a date during the game he was refereeing. He used the sentence, Hey Brown here, let's get coffee this afternoon. She apparently wasn't keen, told him he better stick to blowing his whistle, which I guess in a different context could also have been seen as a bit of a chat up line. <sighs> okay, that's your lot for this week. Get on iTunes and leave us a review if you like what you hear, and if you don't, then maybe don't leave a review. I'm off to drive four hours down the M6 to another podcast that I think might be interested in employing me before realising it was just a rumour and have to come back to this one with my tail between my legs because that's full time. On the left side is a Paint Your Headphones production and was written and produced by Claudio Ranieri ah. and Jürgen Klopp. What's a Jürgen Klopp?